asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Welcome back to the Right Questions podcast. Uh, as always, I am Todd Parker, and I'm here with my co-host, my wonderful co-host, Bridget Sampson. How are you today, Bridget? I am so excited, Todd. I am so thrilled about our guest today. As you know, super excited. Hi, everybody. Welcome yes, back. Yes, yes. And I'm not going to, if you're watching, you can already see her, but I'm not going to reveal who it is yet. I'm going to let you do that setup. I just, I was in preparing for today and answering the question, right? The great question that we're, we're always trying to uh, pose and answer. I was thinking about my weekend and how, well, a few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to get my vaccine. I feel fortunate enough to have been vaccinated. Yes, yes. And so I'm feeling good and I was able to go to the park and feel good enough to, you know, play some softball, right? And I took my kids out with me and my parents had their vaccine and they were able to come and see their grandchildren and give them a hug for the first time in maybe a year or so. So, you know, there was some tears shed and I was thinking, I was just very, grateful for what it what had gone on over the weekend, right? And so you'll see kind of maybe why I'm talking about this when we get to the question today. Because as I said, we're really trying to ask the right questions of the right people to offer as much value to all of you, to our listeners, so that, you know, we might stimulate or in some way spur on or inspire action in the ways that you see necessary to get the things, achieve the things, feel the things that you want for yourself and for others in the world. So without further ado, as my little setup there, I'm going to pass it to Bridget because we have a fantastic guest for you today. She's shaking her head. No, you can't see it. A fantastic guest. I'm going to let Bridget set it up. Bridget, who are we going to talk to today? Oh, I am so excited. I'm just, I can't even contain my excitement, Todd. Our guest today is one of my greatest mentors and also a dear friend. And we are so, so honored and lucky and blessed to have her on the podcast today. So without keeping it secret any longer, we are thrilled to have Kalika Yap on the podcast with us today. And I'll take a moment to introduce Kalika to you. I could go on and on about Kalika for hours, so I had to kind of condense it. So you've got to go Go and check her out all over social media and check out all of her businesses and all of her work. And we're going to make sure to put in the show notes all the places that you can do that. But Kalika is a native of Honolulu, Hawaii. She started out as a journalist for CNBC and Bloomberg News after she graduated from NYU. Then she moved to Los Angeles and became a West Coast person, as we all are, the three of us here. (laughs) And she is a thriving serial entrepreneur. She has multiple businesses, including the award-winning brand agency Citrus Studios, Luxlink, The Waxing Company, The Tangerine Company, Orange and Bergamot, and more. So Kalika is just 
amazing. We don't know how she does it all. <laughs> we want to pick her brain on that today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you've got to watch this on YouTube. This is the famous Lux Link. I have multiple. I have many. But you know when you go to a restaurant, women, ladies, and you don't want to put your purse on the floor, but the darn chair that they have won't hold your bag up? Well, this is Kalika's invention and you just hook it onto the table and you put your bag on there. I just was using it two days ago at an outdoor restaurant with my husband and the, the waiter and the server was like, what is that? And I told him all about you, Kalika, and he wrote it down and he was so excited. He's like, I'm going to tell all my female friends and my mom and everybody. So everybody, this is just amazing. I'm sure you've seen this, but we are honored enough to have the inventor of it, Kalika, with us today. So, so much more I could say. Kalika is, she's the only other person I know who's crazy like me being the host of two podcasts. <laughs> I have two podcasts. Kalika has two podcasts. We're like nonstop energizer bunnies. I think we share that in common, Kalika. I love that about you. So Kalika is the host of the EO Wonder podcast, which features successful women who are entrepreneurs. And I have had the honor of being a guest on her podcast. She's also the host of the Juicery podcast. So check those out. And on top of everything, that I just shared, the most amazing entrepreneur and mentor and teacher. She offers courses all of the time. I'm learning from her constantly. She has a beautiful family. Her lovely husband, Rodney, I've had the pleasure of meeting many times and her adorable, sweet and brilliant and smart entrepreneur daughters, Malia and Kailani. I hope I got that right. And they have started their own company with the help of their entrepreneur mom, Conscious Kids Cookies. So make sure you check out Conscious Kids Cookies. They are delicious. I have talked to many, many people who've tried them and they're unbelievable. So we could go on and on about Kalika, but those are like the, the top bullet points. We'll let her um, tell you more. But I want to say on a very, very personal note that Kalika is a dear friend. She, I, When I say she's a mentor, the word almost doesn't even describe it. Kalika has invited Todd and myself to speak and teach at her events, at her venues. We did I Am Remarkable, Google I Am Remarkable together. We've taught True Colors. Todd and I have taught True Colors that she's hosted for us. She has supported not only our business, but I mean, almost all the entrepreneurs I know, entrepreneurs I know, know Kalika and say that she supports them. She supports their business. She's interviewed them. She's invited them to things. We don't even understand how it's, I think you have clones of yourself out there because you are just doing so much for so many people. I know you have a goal of helping 1 million entrepreneurs make $1 million and more each, right? And so much more that you'll tell us about. And Kalika has just been a force in my life, but believe it or not, not only helping me as an entrepreneur, mentoring me and coaching me and supporting me, but in mindfulness and meditation, Kalika and I have spent hours now meditating together. And if you can imagine a brilliant inventor, entrepreneur mind like Kalika's going a mile a minute, she also is one of the most rare people I know who can sit in silence for the longest time and just go deep inside and find that source of peace and love and kindness, which is her core and her true being. And just, just 
be the most loving, mindful presence of kindness and light and beauty for all the people around her. So I'll, I'll stop because I could just go on for hours and hours. Todd, I should stop, right? Because you know I could go on and on. Stop me. I think I'll leave it there, but I could say so much more. And so I'll turn it over to Todd. Boy, and Todd welcome. You, welcome, yeah. Kalika. I mean, you're just so excited. Kalika, I didn't want to interrupt that. Go ahead, Kalika. Sorry. When I got the message that you asked me to be on this podcast, I was just so thrilled. It felt like a a gust of wind in my heart. You know, it felt like a bright yellow paint, you know, just being with you all. And I've also learned so much from from both of you. And so thank you for all that you do for the universe and for entrepreneurs. Yeah. You're wonderful. Thank you. Wait, Todd, I forgot something. I left something huge out. Kalika is a a major leader and past president of EO, the entrepreneur or entrepreneurs organization, which we've talked about many times, which my spouse, Neil, is, is, president of the EO LA North chapter. And we have lots of friends and we've been interviewing and are booking interviews with lots of EO leaders. And Kalika, you are just a force in EO where everyone looks to you as, you know, as so wise and knowledgeable and experienced. So I didn't want to leave that out. Thank well, it's you. an important, stop. It, I think, Bridget, <laughs> that's actually an important segue to our question for Kalika and to, that we're going to explore today because the entrepreneurs organization is filled with a lot of interesting, successful, right, driven individuals. Kalika, certainly one of those individuals. And I've been around people Next to you, Kalika, like watching (laughs) you, right? I've been myself, an observer, um, right? One of the things that comes up, and this is kind of the spirit of the question, is like people could look at you and do look at you from the outside in and say, wow, like there is a person that has it all. She has these businesses that have earned just millions of dollars. And uh, she's a leader. She wears all these hats in these different organizations, you know, from, from everything that Bridget just uh, explained. You know, you're married with your kids. You m- seem to meditate and find peace constantly, right? And host, uh, invite me to meditations if I write part of all these groups. So, and as Bridget said, you find uh, every time I run into you, every time I speak to you, every time we meet, you're always very centered and calm and warm and inviting. So from the outside looking in, people would say, my gosh, like this amazing human, like she has it all. This individual has it all. And so to learn from you and to provide, you know, some insight for people that might be saying that, like the question we want you to answer is, can I really have it all? Can we really have it all? And I'll supplement that. I'll just add in there for you to answer Do you feel that you have it all? A hundred percent. I believe, you know, if we capitalize the word it, right, can we have it all? I do believe so. Now, I believe that if we give our best, you know, one of my favorite, you know, people who I admire, John Wooden, you know, Coach John Wooden, he said, do your best. That's within your power. And I do believe that when you give your best, the best will also come back to you. But going back to the idea of, or the question, can we have it all? It doesn't some doesn't it doesn't come wrapped in a neat little bow you have to watch out for it it is a little mischievous you have infinite potential we can do anything make anything dream anything but sometimes 
we don't know what it is, you know, and it needs to be defined. You need to have clarity around that. And oftentimes, you know, when people, again, I, I loved how you said like people from the outside. Now, I, I, I wanted to share this one really quick story when an entrepreneur that I was mentoring saw that I had used Rocket Lawyer for one small like memorandum of understanding. And because I did that from the outside, she went ahead and did that and then got into her, herself into a little bit of a trouble because she was looking on the outside, like, I'm just going to follow what she's doing. And, and, you know, she kind of just messed up this contract. And so it's hard, right? When, when you're looking on the outside, you sort of make these assumptions, like you should do this, you should do that. But I think sometimes what makes people beautiful is not, you know, what you achieve, you know, but it's the love and the courage and the audacity to believe that no matter, you know, whether or not there's darkness, you know, that, life and truth can run, you know, within you and it'll show up in everything because your heart will persist. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but you can have it all. Yeah. So, so what I hear you saying then is we can have it all, but defining it and pinning down it as a starting point might be the starting point. Right. That if we're the infinite potential that I hold, that, that we hold, that the listener holds, would you say it's not realized if we don't know what it is? Like, how do I find it? I mean, you were in New York, then you were in California. Like, I don't know your full story, Kalika. Like, what was going on? How did you find it? Like, what was that? You know, I think that, you know, there's a saying um, Hatma Gandhi said that there's a force within the universe, right? If we allow it, it will flow through us and produce these miraculous results. So it's almost like we're a conductor of this energy when we're here. You know, just being here in this world is a privilege and, and it's an adventure. And it's this discovery that is really the most fun part of it. Now, a lot of times when people, if you did find it right in this neat little box, I think you would be so bored, you know, like I think the most successful people keep on discovering, keep on unfolding, keep on lighting their corners of the universe to make, you know, the world a better place. So it, I'm going to go back to this (laughs) it. You said, yes, I have it all because I know what it is. And you talked that now, you know, we have a foundation spiritually, right, for where you're coming from, like philosophically, where you're coming from as, as as a human on the planet and how you're operating. How, if I say it another way, like, how did you make it happen when you look back and because we want to know about your story, a little bit about this path, right? How did you make it happen? Can you enlighten us? Bridget had mentioned that I was a journalist, you know, before. And when I moved from New York to be with my boyfriend at the time, we had broken up and, you know, and it was this sort of like wake up call for me to figure out like, what was I really doing? And so I think a lot of times when we're in this journey of life, you know, we have these, these situations where it does wake you up, you know, and I think that when you master the art of letting go of your expectations, so I had expected that I was going to continue in this journey of being a journalist. And if you radically accept everything that's happening around you and having that courage to let go, 
And like Pima Chodron, the American Buddhist says, it feels like we're falling, but there's no ground beneath us, right? Like if we, if you learn how to navigate, then that's how you find it. You know, I was unemployed. I was couch surfing. I was taking showers at a public restroom <laughs> in Marina del Rey. I was living on a boat, you know, and, and, um, but I was so happy because I finally admitted to myself that journalism was really not where I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be more part of the action rather than covering the action. You know, like I, I didn't want to just be behind the scenes. I wanted to participate in life. And then when I finally admitted it to myself that here I, <laughs> I just, my parents just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this private education at NYU. And for me to say, you know, this is not what I want to do and be okay with that. I think that's the beginning of, of that discovery, listening to that voice inside of you that, you know, it, it doesn't really align, you know, to, to what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. But absolutely. Everyone's definition of success is different. When I was younger, my definition of success was, you know, being on air, which I was for like nine months at, on Bloomberg. And, you know, it's, you have to define it first. That's so powerful. I did not know and would never have guessed the stories about couch surfing and showering in a, some kind of public shower. And, and that really makes me want to ask you more because I think people look at super successful people like you and assume that it was always easy and that you've always had this privilege. So can you take us even further back, Kalika? What was life like for you growing up in Hawaii? I don't think you came from like tremendous privilege, right? You, you had some hardship. Yeah. So when my parents left the Philippines, I was born in uh, Quezon City, Manila, Philippines, and we left because of martial law. Uh, President Marcos was in power. We left. And so while they had money in the Philippines, when we arrived in Honolulu, we lived in the ghetto, which is Kalihi. I mean, still, I mean, beautiful people that live in Kalihi, but that's where we landed. We landed in a, in a ghetto. And from there, you know, my mom, had to make do, you know, and it was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty difficult. I still remember this. I had a, a hole in my shirt, you know, like when I was going to kindergarten and I was pretending that it was a pocket. And then a whole bunch of like little kids were just like, that's not a pocket. I'm just like, it's a pocket. It's a pocket. I love it. it. Right. Yes. Refra- <laughs> There's reframing. Yes. <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, wow. as you know, with, you know, I believe that with hard work, you know, and then, you know, with lots of hard work, you know, m- moving on up and, you know, we ended up Port Lock, you know, the, one of the richest places in, on Oahu, but, you know, you work hard. You don't realize that it's a lot of work. And uh, that's why I think that as an entrepreneur or anyone who's listening to this podcast, you really, really need to love what you're doing because it's harder than you think. Yeah, Absolutely. So be, so how did you come to be an entrepreneur? Can you tell us a little bit? We know you're a serial entrepreneur, just not just an entrepreneur. I mean, how did that happen? How did you make that happen? So when I, my boyfriend uh, broke up with me, he dumped me at the first internet cafe called CyberJava on (laughs) Abbot King Boulevard. And Wait, while you two were there together or you were online? Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So this was before everyone was chatting and like, and then 
I think that was the best thing that ever happened to me because that's where I discovered the internet. That's where I discovered programming. That's where I discovered you know, websites. And, and that's really how it started. Like, but, but when they were, okay, so I didn't have any place to go. I didn't have any friends. I didn't really have a place to live. And I would go to this place. I was living on his couch, you know, after we broke up for a little while, he was just like, find a place. And so I ended up being roommates of the owners of CyberJava, the, the internet cafe. And I'm so thankful that at that time, they had two bedrooms, two couples living there, and I was sleeping on the floor of one of the bedrooms. And that was my life. And I was getting paid unemployment, and they were paying me $6 under the table. And I was learning how to make coffee, and I was learning how to make banana bread and zucchini bread. I was having so much fun. And my friends in New York, you know, huge jobs, right? They're working at the Today Show, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. And they're like, oh my God, we have to do an intervention. They all flew to California wanting to take me from LA back to New York. And they said they had never seen someone so happy in their life. Like, I'm like, look, guys, I know how to make a latte. I'm so excited. <laughs> and they were just, and they didn't tell me that that was a, that was the best thing about my friends. You know, they didn't tell me they, that they were planning to try to talk me out of my weird life, you know, cause at that point I was starting to do yoga and they were like, you know, this was in 1996 where we were like, no one was doing yoga. No one was meditating. No one was working as a barista, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to, and getting paid unemployment and under the table. Like it was just unheard of, you know? So, but that's how I started. And, and I applied for a job at the Getty and, you know, because I had experience teaching, you know, he said, I love, I love teaching. I started giving these free web courses and Yahoo before they became Yahoo started sponsoring them. And, and I, because I saw that they were sponsoring some classes at Harvard. And so they gave me some money to be able to do these web workshops and worked at the Getty. And then from there was doing a lot of freelance web work and, started making more money doing my, what now it's called side hustle. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no one ever labeled it, but that's what I was doing. I started with a $400 loan um, for my parents because I couldn't afford it, you know, like the corporation uh, papers. And it was a, a used computer and an $86 desk from Ikea. Wow. <laughs> And tens of millions of dollars later. <laughs> and completely self-taught. You just completely taught yourself how to design websites and how to... Well, the programmers that were going there every single day, there were programmers there and they, I would just hang out with them. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, we were all together. And so the first job that I had at the Getty was to help build websites. We would do these things called web raisings. You know how they used to have barn raisings? They would raise barns like in a day. We would raise websites in a day and we would build them for agricultural institutions. And so, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. So that would be the example I'm listening to you talk about. Radical acceptance was a idea that really jumped out at me there. And then your example there of, of just what that meant to look, it seems like, you can correct me, it seems like you looked around at your situation and said, like, what do I have access to? Where, Like, I accept, okay. And through that internet cafe, both for housing Right. And however, you know, your spirit, whatever your spirit was formed 
a relationship, not just with the owners of the internet cafe, but all the, the regulars who were coming there. You, you start, which is, you know, when we come to your place now, that's what's going on now, Kalika. Do you realize? <laughs> right. Like, walking, that's what's right. I'm sure you've put all that together. So my question for you then, where did you find that courage? And was there a question that was guiding you to navigate that road, that path? You know, I think that, you know, no matter how your lows have ever made you feel, they don't define who you are. And so, you know, we've made it through so many countless moments of not feeling good enough, you know, because at that point, you know, all my friends, right, they were working at NBC, they were getting jobs at like the Olympics and NFL, like they had this outward success. And I had that too, in some way, but like, I didn't feel it, you know, but when I was at my quote low on the outside when I was so happy because I felt like, oh, like I'm unchained from all these expectations and I can really decide what I want to be. And, and I think that anyone who's listening, you know, you can have peace, even if you don't know all the answers to everything, you have the right to breathe when there's so much unknown. And I think that strength persists and you can still have a lot of fun <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yes. Finding peace and uncertainty, like you just brought up, what's a way that you, and I, today I m- might be a different answer to that question, but when you look back at yourself to find peace, I mean, how old were you as you were transitioning from the internet cafe to the Getty? 26. So when you're 26 and you don't have a lot of experience with that kind of uncertainty in these like really adult level, you know, uncertain situations. Like when you look back, how did you find, or what could you even offer to people listening now to say like, you know, here's how we become more comfortable with uncertainty. You know, I think it's a choice. I remember I was at a board meeting for EO and some, one of the board members there, a woman actually was just like, well, I'm not, I can't be positive like Kalika. You know, and then, you know I have like a, I have an anger management issue. <laughs> like, no one knows this, you know, but like, and I got so mad because I'm just like, it's a choice, you know, like, like I can be a Tasmanian devil, you know, and like, it's a choice. And I think that you will be okay even before everything falls into place. You know, you're free to pursue joy in the uncertainty. You're free to pursue peace in peculiar times because it was peculiar, right? Like people are like, what are you doing? Like, I remember going to New York and being the brunt of everyone's jokes. I went back, okay, like not to brag, but I was back to run a marathon. And then I had told everyone, I got Kalika.com. <laughs> I got a website address. I got a web. And the entire row, like there, I think there was 18 journalists, right? And you know how journalists can be a little bit antagonistic. They started laughing and they were just uncontrollably just like ROF out, like rolling on the floor laughing, not with me, but at me. <laughs> so that didn't discourage me because I knew something, you know, like, there's something about intuition as well too. Like I knew this was different and it, there was something to it. And you know, I think relying on, on that gut too is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. So courage. So that's courage right there. I mean, you have 18 journalists laughing at you because you're on the cutting edge and you're talking about having a website 
And having it, your name, I mean, think about that now. Like how many of us <laughs> try to get, and they're laughing at you for that now. Yeah, they, because look at the state of digital journalism, right? Right, like, right. You're laughing at me and now look. <laughs> right, now look. And I would right. never say I told you so. But, right, no. But I do believe what you know, Maya Angelou says, you know, never let anyone dim the light that shines within you, you know? And you have to protect that. You know, you have the power to do that. And, but yeah, I have, you know, my dad would always, you know, give me quotes. You know, he, he would always quote from Napoleon Hill. And so I had such a great example in my dad. He would constantly instill these, this can-do spirit, you know, he, and he exemplified it himself. He, it's not like he was just talking, like he really did exemplify resilience, you know, and there's a great Japanese proverb, get up. You know, seven times you fall and eight times the eighth time you get up. So I'm a huge believer of that. Oh, yes. And so courage is a big theme that's coming out. Another theme that I'm hearing and that I also know about you, Kalika, is an insatiable hunger for learning. Uh-huh. Right. So I know you and like every time we talk, we see each other pretty regularly. You're telling me about the latest book you're reading, the course you've been to, the scholar. You've already quoted, I don't know, 10 people, right? (laughs) Who we love too. We know it. All these people love them too. And so this incredible learning journey that you're always on this never ending reading, reading, absorbing, consuming, you're outputting so much content, but you're in, you're taking in so much content. Do you think that's part of what's allowed you or helped you to be so successful and to have it back to our question, to have it all, you know, part of being able to do that is to never, ever stop learning and to realize that wherever you are now, it's not sustainable unless you pivot and change and learn new things and grow in new ways. I mean, that just seems to me to be who you are. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know, my mom, my grandmother, my grandfather, who was a principal, my grandmother was a kindergarten teacher. My mom was a science teacher. And so one side of my family is all teachers and the other side, my dad's side is all entrepreneurs. And so I think I'm like a, a interesting blend of both of them, but I absolutely believe that we're here to discover, you know, and I am curious but there are a lot of things I'm not curious about too. Like I'm not so big into sports. You know, like, you know, like I, you know, there's a lot of girls who like would sit. You know, but my daughter loves sports, and so she'll sit with my husband, and they'll watch basketball games. You know, but I think you need to. But there's a reason why you're pulled in a certain direction. You know, like and then try to find patterns with that. Like I love calligraphy. Like what does that mean? You know, like, can you use what you learn from calligraphy? And I love piano. Like what does that mean? You know how can you incorporate music into your teaching? So I think that when you start taking all this knowledge in different places and putting it together, I think that it can really also make you really successful. Yeah. You are so artistic. You have, so you play the piano, right? And you, you have so many artistic capabilities and outlets and talents. It's amazing. And all of that, I think, has gone into this passion and what has made you really like the guru of branding. Because I've learned so much about branding from you, Kalika. And I want everyone to know that 
I used to be afraid of branding. I used to hear that word all the time. I know you hear this all the time, Clea. What the heck is it? Am I doing it right? I don't understand. It's this nebulous concept. And Kalika has reined in for all of us what branding is. It's it's simple. It's not something that has to overwhelm you. But it's so important because it's all about who you are and your passion and how you share yourself and how you share your gifts in the world. So can you help us understand what branding is and why it's so important for all of us and that it's not this big, difficult, confusing concept that so many people think it is. Well, I would love for everyone to listen to Justin Timberlake's song, Can't Stop the Feeling, because that's what branding is in a nutshell. It is a feeling. You know, the only way that you can succeed as a business is if you have a distinct personality, because there's so many things that are coming at us, right? And if you don't have a distinct personality, if you don't have this aliveness in in your company or in your business or even in yourself, right? You won't stand out. You know, everyone, branding is so important to everyone because everyone also has such a short attention span. You know, there's a great book called The Power of 50 Bits. We're, while you were talking, we're also texting, you know, you're, you're <laughs> thinking about what you're going to eat tonight. I had a great lasagna right before this. I'm like, oh my God, that was so good. Like <laughs> so many things coming at us, right? If you can't generate that feeling, you know, then no one's going to buy from you. No one. And I didn't know this. I also like you, well, unlike you were thinking, I don't really understand it. I thought it was total BS because (laughs) you know, my, when my dad was telling me like what a business is, he was like, you have to sell a product, you know, like it's a product, it's a service. It's not, you know, when I realized all the companies that we help have generated this branding, this feeling it attracts the right customers. You're a magnet to the right employees, to the right vendors, and it will really get yourself straight into revenue. Yes, absolutely. So we think of it as being about colors and fonts and layouts of websites and things like that, but I've never heard it described as it's about a feeling. But those are part of the feeling, right? So what else is included and how do you create that feeling if we want to help people to start somewhere? You have to create something that's really unique to you. You know, like everyone here, you know, just like a snowflake, right? It's very, very unique. You're here in this world to provide something very, very unique. And, And when you are clear about that, then you can definitely stand out. You talked about resilience, being resilient in the face of change. And these are topics that, you know, Bridget and I are, as you know, we're constantly, you know, talking about, we're doing podcasts on, we're doing, you know, webinars on. And you know, we're, we're often talking about mindset. And so much of what I hear as a common thread through this entire story is you going, without saying the word, but you going to a discussion about your mindset at the time and things you were thinking and things you were feeling and the way, and I'm listening to you and thinking, well, how this led to taking these actions, like this radical acceptance is an action, right? Or um, So if you could, and I'm going to tie in a question from a former, a, a previous podcast guest. We usually save this till the end, but I think it's an appropriate time, right? We had a previous guest. If we try to continue, you don't know this, Kalika, and we're going to ask you at the end, so it's a little hint. But we ask our previous guests, like, hey, what would you, you don't know who's going to be on the podcast next, but what would you ask what would you ask them? What should we ask them? And so I think it's a perfect time to reveal it. Like, what is 
your morning routine and how does it or does it not contribute to this mindset that you keep talking about? I actually honed my morning routine because I hang out with an original lot. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I wake up, usually it's around four o'clock and I do meditation. Right now I've been doing the Silva meditation. Bridget does Silva. So I've been doing Silva uh, three times a day. I take the supplements that Bridget tells me to do. <laughs> I do this tongue scraper that you know, Bridget told me about. And Sharice, shout yeah. out to Sharice. Cherise, you know, and then there's this wonderful like coconut. You you gotta just get Bridges one. It's it's basically what you're doing. I have these essential oils. I put in this little coconut little mixture and what is it called? The, the oil, oil pulling. pulling. Oil <laughs> pulling. Check it out, everybody. It really helps. I do oil pulling. And, you know, I jump on the Peloton and I'm listening to a podcast, uh, you know, taking a master class generally working, but it's also playing as well too. Um, I usually like to open up my day also with a walk, like a morning walk, you know, that everyone's talking about this idea of a fake commute. Before I, I w- would have a chance to go to my office in Santa Monica, I don't have that opportunity to do that, but opening my day with a walk and closing my day with a walk so that everything is sort of compartmentalized, <laughs> I think it's really helpful. But I have this little tracker, I can pull it up, but I had these little checklists, like give, you know, my husband and my two kids a 20 second hug, you know, make sure that I'm drinking water, making sure that I'm stretching. Before I, I injured myself, I was doing yoga, I was doing Tai Chi, spending a lot of time in like self-care. And, but I do believe that if, when you go slow, you go fast, you know? So, yeah. There's so much I didn't know you do all that. I knew you did a little bit of that. And what I really love about it is how you explained it across the day. Like there's bookends and there's interruptions, healthy ways of interrupting yourself. Because there is this, this struggle as if we go back to the question of having it all, right? How do we balance all of it, right? In your, what you outlined there for us was not just how to feed the mind with podcasts, with masterclasses, learning, how to feed the the soul, right? With nature and your spirit, right? With meditation, healthy eating, fueling the body. So a number of healthy habits that make up the fabric of your life, like not just actions that you take on a daily basis, or not just actions you take here and there, but an actual activities that make up your life that create this mindset that allow you to be at peace, creative, present, but it takes a lot of planning. Yeah, I think it takes mindset. I think it takes discipline. And I think it takes a lot of sleep (laughs) (laughs) or or good sleep, you know, maybe not a lot, you know, like yesterday, I, I, four or five hours, you know, I was up, you know, preparing for something else and uh, it's quality, you know, like to be able to live life and put your head on the pillow and and have peace because you weren't an asshole, you know, or feel that thing from that so-and-so. And I think that for me, I think it's a little bit easier because after coming up with my core values, you know, when I was going through my little turbulent (laughs) times when I was younger, you decide once and you don't have to decide again if you're going to live in integrity, right? I don't have to be like, hmm, should I steal today? <laughs> like, no, like, I don't have to make that decision. So those decisions have already been made for me because I've decided how I'm going to live my life. And, 
you know, my core values spell out the word charm, change the world, have heart, all in, be remarkable and make lemonade out of lemons. So all in, right? So am I going to half-ass it? No, you know, like, I'm not going to do that, you know? And another thing I also live by too is don't ever make the same mistake twice because I also love productivity. And so I feel it's so inefficient to make the same mistake. So I remember in high school, I was like dating like one of the most popular guys there, but he was cheating on me. And I'm like, I told myself like, I'm never, ever going to find someone who's going to cheat on me. And and you know how there are people who are like, oh, I'm going to like those bad boys and they're going to do it again and again. I'm like, no, I learned my lesson. I only need one time. That's right. That's yep. right. <laughs> yes. One time. I love it. I love it. I love your core values too, Kalika. I want to add something in there before I forget, because as you're talking, and you know, I think a lot of our listeners are probably wondering, as I still always wonder, how do you do it all? How do you have it all? And I want to say that one of Kalika's gifts is creating community, is creating communities of people who learn from each other, who help each other, who teach each other. And I think that's one of the the clues, like the secrets to how she gets so much done and does so much and impacts so many people. I'm in multiple groups with Kalika, right? So Kalika will say, oh, I know all these people who are doing, working on digital courses. Let's put together a community and we'll meet, you know, every two weeks and we'll talk about our digital courses and we'll share resources and technology and what we're doing and we'll help promote each other. And, you know, oh, meditation, let's create a meditation group. And so it's the, the impact is multiplied because she's not just doing any of this on her own. She's giving and learning and sharing and receiving in, in like this multiple effect where in one hour with Kalika and a group, it's like it would have taken me 20 hours to get all that information and all that energy and all that fuel and all that knowledge and, and support. Did I get in that one hour with Kalika? I don't know how you do it. But the only way I know how to describe it is like maximizing community. It's not even networking. It's like so much deeper than networking. It's this this deep community building and sharing that you create. How do you do that? You know, I am so thrilled when people succeed. And I, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, and I'm so jealous. And I'm just like, I don't understand that. I'm just like, what do you mean? Like you're jealous. If anyone in my community or tribe succeeds, I am like over the moon with joy for them because I I just feel like, oh my God, like you're succeeding. We're all succeeding. You know, like we have to lift as we rise, you know, and I think it's such, you know, it weighs you down when you start comparing yourself to to anyone. The only person you need to compare yourself is where you were yesterday, right? And then you just make a tiny little inch, you know, like an inch or make a little bit of progress. You're accumulating these small wins, you know, and, and that's all that matters, you know, and then also too, again, you know, you're saying you're looking from the outside, you know, we love on the top of this hill, like it it called enchanted way, amazing view, but then a couple doors down, you know, one of our friends lives in this amazing, like, I think she bought like two of the lots and in in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I'm so happy in my in my house because I'm just like, you know, it feels cozy, you know, and like, this is my, my experience of success. I'm, that's your experience of sex success, but I love it. I love where, where I am, you know? So you have to also really appreciate all the abundance that's showing up for you right now. Like during the COVID, I think I shared this with you, Bridget, like when we start from zero, the first thing you have to do is get on your knees and just be grateful. Be grateful for the coffee that you're able to drink, the water, the internet that allows us to do this. You know, like if we didn't have COVID, you wouldn't be doing a podcast and I wouldn't be here, you know, because I, you know, you'd be in South Africa, I'd be in Japan, you know, and like we wouldn't ever have, but what a beautiful way, you know, like because of you, like now 
now I have a jar of marbles, you know? (laughs) 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 Oh, she's holding it up. I love that. If you want to know what she's talking about, watch my Curb Your Cravings webinar. (laughs) It's out there. Kalika, you are amazing. You're amazing. Kalika just absorbs everything. I don't know how you do it. You're talking about the the charm and the way you live your life and integrity, right? Like, I know you have, I'm going to tie this together. You talked about as you rise, you got to pull others up. And I know you have a goal you're passionate about of bringing, you know, helping a million entrepreneurs, specifically a million women entrepreneurs to make a million dollars. If certainly some of those entrepreneurs are listening right now and Part of, I mean, the real reason that we do this podcast is to offer some ideas and some value, try to answer the question, and then challenge those who are listening to take that action. Like, the whole point of our discussion was to now go do something. So we're sitting here, we're listening, we've heard all this. What can I go do? I'm inspired, Kalika. What do I do if I'm one of those entrepreneurs out there and I identify with this story that you've told and I've had those thoughts and I've had those feelings? I might be sitting at the current internet cafe, right? The current version of that going like, I don't know. What could you tell me to do? What do you recommend? Well, entrepreneurship is really the idea of problem solving. You know, like what is a problem that you can solve, you that you can uniquely solve? And I believe that everyone in them, you know, they always ask, oh, is our entrepreneurs born and made? You know, I certainly do think that there are people who have a better, you know, a higher risk tolerance, you know, like I have a higher risk tolerance than my husband, but I believe that the best teachers are the ones that are relentless and constant and entrepreneurship like parenthood is that type of teacher. It will stretch you, it will grow you, and it will be the most satisfying thing that you will ever go through. Because at every moment, right, you're learning. At every moment, it gives you an opportunity to be self-aware. At every moment, it gives you an opportunity to choose humility over arrogance, to be empathetic, to be passionate. And I really think everyone should just dive in and the net will appear. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So every person on the planet, I believe this, I know you both do too, has some gift that they may or may not be aware of, right? And one place to look for is what problem can I uniquely solve? So if every listener out there could think about that question and really dig deep and maybe meditate, right? And really sit with that question and allow that question to sit with or allow yourself to sit with that question for a while. You don't have to answer it, right? Immediately when you ask yourself, but pay attention. You know, as Kalika is saying, the universe, you'll get messages, you'll get signs. And what problem can you uniquely solve? And then how will you do that? And maybe take those inchworm steps that Kalika is talking about, like, you know, start an Instagram page and start talking about how you can solve that problem, right? Or just start sharing with your friends, Get an email program and start creating an email list where you chat with people and do a little newsletter about that problem, whatever it is, and how you solve it and your unique gift in the world. I think that's a great action step for people to think about taking. And I know I've been at many talks with Kalika where people come and they're like, but I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneur. And then I see them a couple months later and they'll say, you know, Kalika got to me (laughs) and I started a little newsletter or I started thinking about an invention because I've had this great idea. You just have that power over people, Kalika. So I want to say that to our listeners, like, 
Let her plant this seed in you. She has done this with people in miraculous ways. And just thinking about this question, what problem can I uniquely solve? What gift was I really put here to give in this world? And you might be surprised with what you find inside yourself. I'm also a reflection, I think, of what people are. You know, so whenever they see something in me, it's really they recognize it in themselves. And so when they think, oh, you know, oh, she's doing that. Can I do it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. If I can do it, I'm an immigrant minority, four eleven three quarters, like <laughs> tall. Like, yeah, you can do she it. She doesn't even know? give herself five foot status. She won't even round up. <laughs> that was so powerful, though. Thank you for. I know, I know. But thank you for saying that. I'm an immigrant. I'm a minority. I'm under five feet tall. I'm a woman, right? And I've done all this amazing work in the world, not just for myself, but so much giving back to to so many in the world. Like, please, we know there are challenges out there. We don't deny. We do not, you know, we're all very much advocates for social justice. And at the same time, please hear Kalika that it's possible for all of us. And what she is, has been able to do. She teaches others to do. And it's all within each of us. And the one thing that I could just say is don't let anyone ever make you feel you don't deserve what you want, especially you. You know, there are a lot of people who just put these made up obstacles in front of themselves. You know, they have these unconscious beliefs that they don't examine and they, it holds them back because it's, they haven't shone a light in it, into it. But if you do the opposite, and see that there are other beliefs that you can hang on to. You'll start seeing patterns in your life that you can start recognizing and and try to put them together. And another thing you can also do too is, is declutter. I think when you start letting go and seeing what you're keeping, you'll see what's important to you. Yeah, that's like a metaphor, both material wise, physically and, you know, spiritually, when we sit with when we accept what comes in, don't try to buffer it or reject it. But those thoughts and those ideas that come in, when you say when we're looking for it, it's there. The problem for us to solve is, you know, if we're taking an entrepreneurial route, but the it that we're searching for, can I have it all, begins with what I heard you saying, liberating yourself from what sounded like some, I don't want to criticize it, but a limited perspective that opened up, maybe the universe unfolded in front of you. We often talk about being kind of just brought to our knees in a sense of like, ah, what do I do? But what I heard in your story was so much openness to allowing life to unfold, like with you, for you, and accepting as it came, looking at what you had around you and using those as toeholds to the next thing. And then I hear the challenge then for all of us is to figure out not only what stimulates us, what turns us on, but like what we can solve, where, like Bridget said, where our gifts and our expertise lie, our interests lie, and to follow it. And I just really appreciate you for sharing that message with us, but specifically with our listeners, because I know there's so so much wisdom and so much value and someone out there is going to say, you're going to not gnawing in their ear and they say, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to go do it. So, Can I also just add one more thing? Alfred um, Binet, who's the inventor of the IQ test, said it's not always the people who start out the smartest who end up the smartest. So anyone who's listened to this podcast, you know, you're smarter now because you have Todd and Bridget in your life. And thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for 
all that you do, you know, you're making us smarter, you're making us brighter, you're making us happier. And, and I really am in gratitude and in awe of you both. Thank you. Thank you, Kalika. Thank you, Kalika. So I got to ask you now, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we really, well, we're trying. We're doing the best we can. In our attempt to leave people better than we found them, which is a goal of, of Bridget, Bridget and myself, what's a question that we can ask our next guest that will be, you know, you think of value to the listener that it could, and it could be anything, you don't know who it's going to be. It could be any question. What question would you like us to ask our next guest? What's one way you reignite your creativity when you're uninspired? Ooh, I like it. Good one. <laughs> Love it. Whew, I know who good. the guest it's- is going to be. And I, I, that's a great question for them. Yeah. Yes. Perfect question for our next guest. It always is. It always turns out to be the perfect question for that person. Thank you, Kalika. I think creativity is the source of wealth, you know, so the more you have it, the more that you can instill it in your life, you know, and if they can share that, I would love to know. (laughs) Yes. That will be in a few short weeks. Absolutely. We'll pose that question. Well, Kalika, thank you so, so much for coming on here, for having this discussion, for sharing all of this with us. You know, any final thoughts and then we'll throw it to Bridget as we say goodbye here. No, I just am so grateful for you both. You know, I'm everyone just the world is so much better with both of you here. The combination of you two. <laughs> oh, Kalika, we love you. And thank you. I could not express my gratitude for you to the extent that I feel it. I couldn't possibly words don't do it justice. But I just want to say to everyone Mentors in our lives are everything. You could tell from this conversation all that we have learned from Kalika and all that she has given and provided and taught to so many people and the inspiration and the modeling of who we want to be in the world. So please seek mentors in your life. I think a lot of people, as we get older, you know, Kalika and I, well, I'm in my 50s. I don't know, Kalika, you look 20, but I think we're around the same age, right? You're good with us being, right? We're in our 50s and we're talking about how just this tremendous growth that we're constantly going through and how we're constantly learning from our mentors and our teachers. So I encourage everyone, if you're inspired by this conversation and how you can feel how much we're all learning from each other and growing and we'll continue to until we're 100 because we're doing all those practices, the yoga and Ayurveda. So we're all going to live to 100 plus, right? So we're only, you know, maybe even halfway there. Just find mentors in your life like Kalika. They're out there, they're around, and they want to give of themselves so that we can all grow and become the best version of ourselves, as Todd said earlier. And that's that's my final word. Find your mentors. I can't imagine how different things would be if I hadn't met Kalika and learned so much from her. So find your Kalikas out there. They're out there. There are so many people to teach us and help us grow. So Todd, I'll I'll throw it to you for final word. (laughs) You said, uh, as you rise, you need to pull other people up, right? And I think to, you know, I'm also a teacher. So I think to, you know, put the allegory of the cave. And when we see the light, whatever that light is, when we know something to descend back down, not to help free people, like you talked about, liberate others from those ideas that might be keeping them 
in place and, and shackled, right? And, and stagnant, right? Or not in the place they'd like to be. So I really appreciate you for all that you shared today and for sharing that message of pulling others up. And what Bridget just said about finding a mentor, it's also like, there's so many of you listening who are mentors and, and maybe don't even see yourself as such. And to recognize that you are a mentor to someone and that somebody's watching you and looking at you. And so I know, Kalika, this is true for you. I know this is true for you as well. Bridget, that we find the most joy and happiness and service to other people. That's why we're sitting here having this discussion and just trying to offer offer ideas to others. So thank you, Kalika. Thank you, Bridget. And, and what I mean is thank you for allowing us to achieve what we're trying to do, which is leave people just a little bit better than we found them and provide some value in service to other people's lives. So until next time, all of you, be good people and make good choices. We will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, samsoncoachingandconsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions. <laughs>